Hey, my name is Katie Pijanowski, and I'm a certified life coach and motivational speaker, and I'm here to help you unlock your true strength so you can create the life of your dreams. I teach you my best tips to master your mindset, create confidence, and empower yourself to take back your life. It's your time. This is the Mind and Body Strong Podcast. Welcome back to the Mind and Body Strong Podcast, everybody. I have a really awesome guest for you today. Her name is Taylor Hoff, and she's one of my close friends. We actually know each other through both living in Dallas. We were both a part of the same sorority and became close while she was here until she went to Florida, left me behind. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but I'm really excited to have her here because she's actually going to be opening up a really great conversation, really diving into breaking apart the stigma of disability in the realm of fitness, which I'm so excited about. Like she is like the most positive, uplifting, like lighthearted person. And she's going to just bring the fire to this conversation. So Taylor, welcome. <laughs> oh, here we are bringing the heat. <laughs> You're bringing the heat. <laughs> um, are you hey there. I I think, you know, I may need some Texas chips and salsa to go along with this heat. <laughs> I'll mail you some. <laughs> but no, I'm super excited to be here. Uh, I feel like we haven't, like, talked in so long. Um, no. But I'm super excited um, for all of you listening. I My name is Taylor. I am 27. I live in South Florida now. And I actually met Katie through our sorority and we got to talking we started talking about fitness and then this whole my whole fitness journey kind of started and has done a whole 180 since I started and one thing that what we're kind of going to be talking about today is that I have cerebral palsy I have cerebral palsy and I'm involved in fitness and that I'm not defined by that mm-hmm. so that's kind of where I'm at, I'm just your average, like, 20-something, trying to figure out my life, trying to date during a pandemic, <laughs> trying to get in good shape, you know? You have the cutest dog named the, Callie. <laughs> yeah, I have the cutest pit bull named Callie. Um, you know, all the things that, like, a quote-unquote normal 20-something-year-old has going on in their life. So, that's yeah. who I am. Yeah, so... Taylor wanted to, she actually came to me and was like, you know, I really think this would be a really great conversation to have. And I was like, absolutely. Like we need to bring more awareness to people who have disabilities, whether it's cerebral palsy or not, who are going out there and doing like being in the fitness realm and just breaking apart some of that stigma. And this kind of all started with um, Taylor's actually doing um, a lot of really awesome stuff in her fitness journey and like deadlifting, like huge numbers. I mean, she's just killing it. And she was posting about it on her Instagram and she got a comment that really kind of fired her up. So tell us like kind of what happened. So I started working with a CrossFit trainer at a really awesome gym here in West Palm. And I was really nervous at first because Katie, you know this, I don't like to be bad at anything. Um, And I certainly don't want anybody to think that I, it's okay for me to be bad at something because I have cerebral palsy. Mm -hmm. And so I was working with this trainer and he was like, oh, well, how much do you think we can deadlift? And I was like, oh, like at, you know, Orange Theory, I've deadlifted like 60, 70 pounds. Yeah. And he was like, okay, well, I think we can easily do 90 today. And that was on our first 
try. Mm-hmm. And so then I, I was a little intimidated. I did it. Working out with a barbell is completely different than dumbbells. And each week we've just progressed by like 20 or 30 pounds, which is really awesome. And to kind of circle back, I posted about this achievement because my trainer highlighted me on his Instagram. So I was like, well, shoot, why not let the world in on what I'm doing? Mm -hmm. And like my followers. And so I posted the video and I was like, man, a personal PR, personally, like a new personal record, 135 for two reps. I actually tried for three, but we won't go there because I fell. Um, (laughs) You got to but I, I didn't fall. I just like sat down, but, and so I posted and I was getting all this really good hype and all my friends are really good at hyping me up and, you know, sending me all those like hard eye emojis and everything. And then I had one person who sent me a message and goes, well, man, I didn't realize that people like you could lift like that. Mm. And I took a second and I was like, people like me. Is he talking about, am I a woman? Am I a blonde? Am I overweight? Am I too small? Like, you know, and then I, it kind of came to the back of my head, like, well, man, maybe, you know, he's followed me for a while. Like maybe he knows that I have cerebral palsy. And so I said, people like me, what do you mean? And he's like, oh, you know, handicapped people. And I was like, Mm. okay. And I want to reiterate this statement by saying, I totally understand that what this person was trying to do was give me the biggest compliment ever. Um, But what it ended up being was the biggest backhanded compliment. Because to me, I was like, well, shoot. Like, is that what everybody else is thinking? Is that why everybody else is hyping me up? Because they know that this is hard for me because I have cerebral palsy. Not like, oh my gosh, she did this because 135 pounds is really a lot when she only weighs 145 pounds. And so it really kind of like you were saying, just lit a fire under me. And I was like, you know, this could go one of two ways. I could either call this dude out and have all my friends roast him, or I could make it a very teachable moment. And I tried to reach back out to him. He blocked me or deleted his account. And I asked a couple of my friends and I said, Hey, I'm super fired up about this. Do you think I am being crazy about being upset about this? Or do you think I'm entitled to how I'm feeling? And they said, and I kind of showed them what I wanted to write out. And they're like, you know what? I think that this is the perfect thing for you to say in my entire Instagram post, which if you follow Katie, she can feature me on her Instagram. So you guys can all see it basically said, this is, I said, welcome to my TED talk, that this is not to condemn anybody. This is not to make anybody feel ashamed, but to educate people because other people may be going through the same struggle. I'm a badass and I just lifted 135 pounds. I am not going to let somebody else diminish that for me. Mm, Yes. Not letting someone else diminish your achievement is so vital because whether it's 135 pounds or Maybe if you've never deadlifted before and you got 50 pounds up, it's like you don't need to diminish that for someone who's celebrating a moment in their journey. Exactly. Because said person or any person really, or even me talking to you, Katie, I don't, or you talking to me, you don't know what hurdles I've had to overcome emotionally, physically, 
you know, spiritually, whatever they may be to achieve that accomplishment. Um, and so that's where that fire kind of came from. And I am super fortunate with my cerebral palsy that I have a super mild form of CP. Um, and for those of you that, yeah, like tell us what it is just so like we can back up and give our audience a good picture of what you're talking about. So CP, I'm going to try to find like the most delicate way to put this is a neurological disorder um, where the brain is has abnormal development. So in this case, mine was because I was born almost three months premature. So my brain wasn't developed. So for me, it's a neurological disorder where my brain doesn't send the right signals to my muscles to walk my foot all the way through from heel to toe. So as of right now, I have a limp on my right side, which really isn't all that bad. Whereas a lot of kids, a lot of kids, people, adults with cerebral palsy, it affects all of their limbs. It affects their complete neurological development, their speech, their ability to complete occupational tasks. So I am super fortunate. Um, And I've also been fortunate enough to volunteer with other kids who are less fortunate. And it kind of puts things in perspective for me of how truly fortunate I am. Mm -hmm. Now, when I was younger, my cerebral palsy was a a lot more severe. I actually walked basically pigeon-toed on both legs. Um, I was constantly like tripping over myself. And my parents, I've never had surgery. Uh, my parents found like therapeutic treatment routes and non-invasive treatment routes. So I've had casts on both my legs. I've had Eastim therapy, which is basically like little shock waves, like going through your muscles. I've had all kinds of things. I've done physical therapy multiple times a week since I was like two years old. Um, I've had the same orthopedic surgeon since I was two years old, same physical therapist. So um, that's to kind of paint a picture. That's kind of what cerebral palsy is. It looks different in everybody. Um, it really just depends kind of how your brain developed in utero. Yeah. So it's on a spectrum and yeah, it, it just affects everyone so differently. And what, whether it's cerebral palsy or not, like we had mentioned, like giving people the space to just do what they need to do and not diminish them or not push them into boxes and not to, you know, would you say that comment, the comment that this, you know, unsaid person said to Taylor, like, oh, I didn't know people like you could lift that much. Like, would you say that to someone who is able-bodied? And if, if that's not true, then okay, you don't need to say it at all. That's how I see it. Yeah. Cause I don't even see myself as like disabled. I don't see you like I forget that you have cerebral palsy because I just know you. I honestly, I don't know if this is going to sound really bad. So listeners, please don't kill me. Um, I mostly forget about it until I like have too much to drink and then (laughs) walking gets a little bit more difficult. Um, Laying it all out for the for the fans. (laughs) I mean, hey, I said I was a normal twenty something, you know, like for sure. But, and for everyone out there, I'm 27. I know, I'm nearing 30. But um, that comment just kind of, like, woke me up. And most of the time, I let stuff just kind of roll right off the... Yeah, you're pretty lighthearted with everything. 
uh, yeah, I mean, I make jokes about myself, uh, you know, like all kinds of stuff. And I think kind of going back to that thing about emo- like hurdles and diminishing accomplishments, me stepping out of my comfort zone in fitness again, you know, after having been in quarantine for months and gyms being closed and whatnot and me taking a new approach to something different in fitness CrossFit is not anything I had ever done before super intimidated by it and you know I was like hey I'll try it I have a couple friends who do CrossFit and they do CrossFit with what they call like adaptive CrossFit um, for people who are disabled and my friend actually put me in touch with my trainer because she had worked with him previously and said, I think he'd be really great for you. Um, just kind of lay it all out there for him. And that's just the kind of person that I am, is that when people do have questions, I just kind of lay it all out there. I mean, Katie, you've been my friend for, gosh, like all, over two years now. Mm-hmm. And any question you've ever had, I've answered. So, mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I wanted to circle back around to you because now like you've kind of really journeyed and I've watched you do this just over the past two, two and a half years, really go from this place of being intimidated with like fitness in general to stepping in and doing it on your own at home to then being at Orange Theory and being like a really consistent, you know, very, very consistent there and now going into this whole journey with CrossFit. And I want to kind of circle back to something you said earlier about like not wanting to be bad at it. And that was kind of like the thing that held you back. And I know oh, yeah. this a little bit previously, but what were some of the things going on in your head before and how did that shift for you? Packing the heat here. Always. I am, I am my own worst enemy, truly, because I don't, my mindset before, and I know this, I'm going to sound like such a hypocrite because I say I don't want to be defined by my CP, was my mindset before was I don't want to be bad at it because I don't want anybody to feel pity for me or I don't want anybody to feel bad for me because they know about the fact that I have cerebral palsy. And then as Katie mentioned, so I started out my journey working out from home, getting some help from her with form and workouts and whatnot. And then I tried Orange Theory and I did Orange Theory for two years. I took over 200 classes. Um, And the great thing about Orange Theory is that you can uh, modify everything. Um, And so that was a great place for me to start and a great place for me to gain that confidence of, okay, well, it's okay to be bad at because other people are bad at it too. And we're all just here trying to be the better version of ourselves. And so then I was kind of telling you this, Katie, it just kind of happened on its own. It's not like I woke up one day and was like, damn, I'm going to be the best version of myself today in my workout. Day <laughs> um, but I think what made me want to do that was challenging myself in new ways, both physically and emotionally and nutritionally nutrition was like the biggest hurdle for me but then once I realized that I had the tools to achieve things the the way that worked best for me that also gave me the confidence Mm -hmm. and now the mantra that I have going into it is things don't get easier I just get stronger yes things don't get easier I just get stronger so so like for example I hate 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 sit-ups 
when I, because my core just isn't there because the muscles don't engage the right way, not to get all technical, but I'm going to give you guys a scenario. When I first started with my trainer, I could do one whole setup without using my hands. One, one. The other day I did 40 in a row and not because it, it got easier every single time. Just because I wouldn't let myself not not do them because they were hard. Uh, like everything about that like can translate over to every aspect of your life. It's just being able to take that first next step. And I think really what you experienced is you were just taking those small baby steps and challenging yourself to take that next baby step and like going to Orange Theory and being consistent, taking over 200 classes. And then taking the next baby step to now transition into like CrossFit. And then it just became a part of who you were. And it wasn't even a moment. I think so many people are waiting for this moment, Taylor, where they're just like, I will have a beam come down and like motivation will strike me. And then I will become the best version of myself, right? Like I think that some people truly feel like it's just like this awakening moment. But oftentimes it's happening exactly how you described it, where it's just, you're taking those steps and you look back and you don't even recognize. It's just like, oh my gosh, like here I am. Here I am. And who was I before? Like re-identified yourself with this new Taylor. Yeah. So I think when, when you said that uh, about motivation, I kind of think back to like when I started this whole thing and remember when you used to text me at 4.00, like 4 a.m. every day, <laughs> making sure I was getting up and going out. to the gym. <laughs> And so I think back to that and like now if I wanted to sleep in, I can't because I go to the gym at 5 a.m. Like I wake up at 4.30 in the morning no matter what mm-hmm. because and it's like you were saying and even I was victim to that that I thought that this magical beam was going to come down like Harry Potter and I was going to have this mark on <laughs> me that like <laughs> that, you know, fitness was going to come to me via osmosis or whatever it didn't. You don't need motivation. That's what I wish people would understand. You don't need motivation. You just need consistency. I hate yeah. it. I hate burpees. But guess what? I know how to do them now. Yes. And about the part of like waking up and going to the gym too. For those of like, because with for you, it might you might have those hard days where it's like, yeah, it's hard to get out of bed. But for you now, do you feel like it's just like a part of what you do? So even when it's like the hard days, it's like, get up. Oh, yeah, it's and for me, the gym is even like my safe space or like my, you know, how some people go to to church to look for clarity or they meditate for clarity or pray for clarity. I go to the gym and like lift some heavy weights and yes, all about it. Subconsciously, things will work themselves out. I have a belief that moving your body moves emotions through you so if you have stuck emotions and feelings in your body like lifting heavy weights or running or like moving your body in some way dancing like in your freaking apartment like it just flows like emotions through you and Mm -hmm. just feel better and endorphins do amazing things for the body I would also say that that moving my body in whatever way it is um, has totally helped my emotional state too. So yes, if you're having a hard time or if you're struggling side note on top of having cerebral palsy, I also deal with depression and anxiety on top of all things. Mm-hmm. Um, so not only do I only have one and a half good legs, I also am anxious <laughs> about the fact that I only have one and a half good legs and how people are looking at me. So it's a catch 22. 
Mm-hmm. But once you once you get out of that mindset, it's the grass is very much greener on the other side. Yeah. And that's what Taylor and I were talking about before on this call is like the mind games or the mind hurdles that we play to keep ourselves back from our greatness. And I think oftentimes we see people doing things and like, wait, like if they can do it, I can do it. And not just in any scenario, but we were kind of talking about these mind hurdles that we experience and it's not just, it's everybody, right? We're all, uh, you know, we're not immune to these. Mm -hmm. We all go through them. So I guess, what do you have to say to those people who might still have those maybe mind hurdles? So when I was going through mine, so I actually, I don't know if it was with you, Katie, or one of our other friends, I wrote down all of the hurdles that I thought were getting in my way of achieving my goals, kind of the opposite of a dream board, like all the stuff that was in my way, I wrote on a piece of paper, mm-hmm. and then I set it on fire, <laughs> safely, oh, safely, yeah. um, and I put it out there into the universe that like those things were no longer going to hold me back. And even if it's one step, you take one step, you do one little thing off of that list of things that intimidates you, just that first step. So like for me, walking into Orange Theory that first time was super intimidating. I actually tried to back out once or twice, but I did it. And look at, I always think about where would I... Where would I be if I didn't do something that I was intimidated by? And this can be in anything, not just fitness. This can be in any aspect of your life. Are you intimidated by going after that job you really want? Are you intimidated by talking to that guy or girl you really like? Are you intimidated to try something new like skydiving or, you know, anything like that? Are you intimidated to try new form of eating like if you were are like hardcore into red meat and you've like kind of been interested in going vegetarian like are you super intimidated by the thought of not having red meat it can be anything but you are your own worst enemy it's all a construct of our mind like it is the only thing holding us back and we also were talking beforehand about just the like the energy that you bring behind something, like if you show up to a workout, like if Taylor was going to go there and do the deadlifts and she was thinking, Oh my gosh, I can't do this. I've never done it before. This is so hard. And like putting yourself down about it versus going into it being like, I'm a badass. I've got this and I'm going to do everything I can. And just like the energy of showing up differently. It wasn't like, Mm -hmm. like that's the mindset piece that like channels the energy through the activities that you're doing. So it's, like not even what you're doing. It's like who you're being in that process. And mindset looks different for everybody. Like mindset for Katie looks different than what mindset looks like for me. Um, And for the longest time going into the gym, again, super intimidating, but I wanted to be consistent. So what did I do? I played the same hype song every time before I went into the gym because that, because that song got me in a good mood. Um, yeah, it that was like your, your little anchor to remind yourself, like, I've got this. Oh, yeah. Anything Justin Bieber totally, <laughs> like, hypes me up. Um, Love it. You, you know, but it's find that one thing that that motivates you or can hype you up. I hate using the word motivate because you don't really need motivation. You just need consistency. Absolutely. Um, motivation comes along with action. Exactly. So as long as you are showing up, 
Yes. That's what matters. Yes. And I think that's where people forget to celebrate their wins is like, Mm -hmm. oh, I just want to be at the top of the mountain already. But it's like, you just took the first step. Celebrate that. Exactly. And like, like you experienced, you look back upon all the mountains you've, you've been able to climb the past two and a half years and you think, wow, like, like you had mentioned earlier, what would have happened if I didn't do something that intimidated with me and experienced all this growth that is now transitioned, you know, into all other areas of your life? Well, I look at that person that I am, that I was like when we first met Katie, and I'm like, man, who is that girl? You know, and it's just such a a transformation. And I'm not talking about physical or anything like that because that comes along with it. But I look at emotionally and spiritually and just how the mental fortitude that I've Mm, developed within myself. So, you know, I think anyone is capable of anything they put their mind to. And one of the things that I, one of the mantras that I hold myself to is be better tomorrow than you were today. Mm-hmm. And that could be in anything. So whether that be I'm a nicer person tomorrow than I was today, or I smile more tomorrow, or I lift heavier tomorrow. You know, it's really all like, it's really all relative. Mm-hmm. But I don't ever want anybody to feel diminished of their accomplishments because of their hurdles or because of something someone said because if I got my feelings hurt every time someone said something that wasn't nice or not perceived as nice I would be crying all the time Mm -hmm. so yeah Yeah. And look at all the mountains you've been able to climb because you were able to have the mindset to block out the people who, you know, clearly, I mean, don't have your best interest in mind anyways, if they're going to be saying that stuff. And exactly. Now I'm not people control us. Like you just can't do that. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm going to kind of give like a funny story here to talk about mindset. And I know that Katie knows this story. Um, But I was dating somebody and I dated them for three years and three and a half. And I actually hid the fact that I had cerebral palsy for the first three months that we were dating. Mm -hmm. And then he saw me limp one day. He's like, oh, are you okay? I was like, oh, yeah. I mean, I guess we have to talk now. But like, (laughs) I'm fine. He's like, talk. And I was like, oh, yeah. Like, man trying to tell you like trying to be like I'm trying to hide it from you but like I have a cerebral palsy and I just didn't want you to like feel a certain way or like feel pity or this and that and the other and he was like well man that's kind of dumb like why would I think any less of you because you're an amazing person wow yeah isn't that funny and like the only thing was like you your perception of how like mm-hmm. having cerebral palsy was going to impact someone else and how they viewed you. And like just telling someone, and I know you now, like you tell everyone, you're like, yeah, it's fine. Like you just tell everyone, like it's the, like, you know, it's just reporting the news. You're like, yeah, you didn't already know. Come on, get on board. Like, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. that's how you are now. So it's just so, it's so fun to see like, you know, how you've been able to really like 
not like, I don't want to say, I mean, own it, but also it's that it's not, it's not fully a part of you. That's like the bigger part of the conversation that we wanted to have is like, you're not defined by this, this disability. No, I'm not. I have done so many really great things with my life. I was told I was never going to draw. I was told I was never going to go to school uh, and be able to walk independently. I've done that. I was told I was never going to drive a car normally, that I was going to have to drive with hand controls. I've done that. I was told I was never going to be able to live independently. I've done that. Mm -hmm. And I've worked for some really amazing companies that, like, no one would have ever thought that, like, this person with cerebral palsy would be able to go work at, like, a huge company or, you know, or, like, I work in healthcare now that, like, you know, no one would think those things because they think that, oh man, I'm kind of getting choked up. Um, they think that people with disabilities are worth less than, or they're not capable enough of. Yeah. When I know that I am m- much better off than a lot of people, whether that be because of my own self-determination or the resources that were provided to me because of my parents, which I'm super thankful for, um, you know, for all the non-invasive, non-surgical treatments that I got, you know, but I understand that. And I also say, I say this all the time, that I am much more of a humble person because of the disability that I have, Mm -hmm. Um, that it has given me, I hate the word disability, but that it has given me the ability to see things through a different lens. Yeah. yeah. Because you don't know what someone else is going through. You don't know if like, for example, for me, putting my pants on today was hard because that might be something that you take for granted. Mm-hmm. Or fun fact, I couldn't wear pants with buttons until I was like 12 and I couldn't ride a two wheeler bike bike until I was 11. Mm-hmm. These are all things that people take for granted that I've achieved them, Mm -hmm. but they didn't come easy. Yeah. And I also think you're almost at a more of an advantage than someone who is able-bodied because you've overcome so many challenges that you were told, oh, you're not going to be able to do all these things. And you proved all of those and hundreds more wrong. And because of that, I feel like the mental, like, emotional toughness that you've built up through that is something that someone who takes all those things for granted doesn't have that same ability to do. So when they have hard things that come up, they might not be as resilient as you. Mm -hmm. It's actually kind of funny that you mentioned that because I had a friend, Katie, I think you've met her. I'm not, I'm not going to say her name or anything. Um, But she was diagnosed with something and she was really struggling to come to terms with it. And so, and she had kind of that same mindset that I had before and it was having to show her that there is a light on the other side and that she can advocate for other people who have what she has Mm -hmm. that really opened her eyes. Um, And so those are the kinds of opportunities that having a disability or being handicapped has afforded me is being able to educate um, my friends, family, complete strangers. Um, and I think it's interesting to see how my friends who have been my friends for a while 
feel the need that they have to protect me um, from certain things. And it's very endearing and I love it dearly, but I'm also the kind of person that like, I don't mind having those awkward conversations. I don't mind people asking me about it. And I feel like that's where people get uncomfortable. But yeah, like you said, I just kind of lay it all out there. Yeah. So for someone who's maybe wanting to know, like maybe they have someone in their life and they're just like, want to know how they can support them better. Is there like maybe a, a best way to approach that to get more clarity so that they can understand? Hmm. I mean, everybody is different. I'm going to preface that by everybody's different. I'm super type A personality. Like just ask me what you want to know. And I can tell you, I personally would say if you see that they are struggling with something, just be there. Being present with somebody goes a long way. Mm-hmm. Now, while I am perfectly comfortable talking about my feelings, a lot of people aren't, but being present, um, I have a friend who doesn't like to talk about their feelings, but just by me being there and being present, she feels being supported and then will open up with how she's feeling or how she can best be supported. There's so much to be said for just holding space for someone to have an emotional experience, whether out loud or in their own head. (laughs) Yeah, I have full conversations with myself in my own head about personal hurdles. All day. Um, (laughs) But I would say, read the situation and don't be afraid to have an uncomfortable conversation. I think it's so funny uh, when, for example, like if it's a guy I'm dating or like someone who's new, like I just started a new job in February when I moved back and I knew a couple of people, I know a couple of people that work there. And so I wasn't worried about them, but I was kind of worried like, Oh, well, what, what will new coworkers think? Like they don't know my jam yet, you know? Mm-hmm. And they don't know my all my terrible CP jokes, um, <laughs> which like whole new audience before we started working from home. But it's having the being okay having those uncomfortable situ like conversations and being aware that it's also uncomfortable for that other person. Yeah, and just allowing it to like be uncomfortable. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, you know, like it's, it's okay. It's yeah. I mean. I think sometimes bringing it to light, you know, shows like, you know, in a kind way can be like, oh, like, you know, I think most people will be like, oh, they're trying to understand. Yeah. Okay. Here, I'll give you just point blank. Just the way you said it, I'll give you a situation. One of my, I'll give you a nice way and a not nice way. Okay. Perfect. Nice way. One of my brand new coworkers, we met at the airport going out to training for a new job went out to Utah for a week, knew absolutely nobody. And the cold is harder on my muscles than being in Florida, like the sauna of Florida. And we met at the airport and I was getting my bags and she could see that I I was like struggling. And she was like, can I ask you? And I was like, yeah, sure. And she goes, is there something wrong with your leg? Like, do you have cerebral palsy? And I was kind of taken back. And I was like, yeah, actually I do. Turns out she's a yoga instructor and does like adaptive yoga. But just the fact that she was willing to even say those words and was like, well, let me know if you need anything. Like, how can I, you know, like, how can I help? Yeah. Totally nice. I assume that you needed help was just like, hey, I'm trying to understand you and I want you to know I'm here. Yeah. And, like, for example, even when we were walking around Utah, like, the mountains, 
they would slow down just a little bit. Not that they said like, Hey guys, we need to slow down because Taylor's slow. Mm-hmm. Trust me. I know I have a tattoo of a turtle on my wrist. I get it. But <laughs> the fact that they just, again, making space emotionally, not like, you know, like not even like a, uh, a, a verbal thing, just a physical cue that they slowed down so that I wasn't constantly having to keep up. Very nice thing. Not so nice thing. Going to a bar in Austin and being turned down because the bartender thought I was too drunk to get in because he was looking at the way I was walking. Oh, man. Not the fact that I wasn't slurring my speech. My eyes weren't bloodshot or rolling into the back of my head, Mm -hmm. but physically because of the way I was walking. They just made that split judgment of you. Mm-hmm. And my friend in that instance had been my friend a very long time, been my friend since college. She kind of exploded on said bouncer, but, and she got super upset, started crying, which is like, I love her to this day. But I was like, man, is that really what people think of me when I walk? Like, <laughs> do they think I'm just drunk all the time? <laughs> Because if that were the case, I really wish I was. But, you know, and then, of course, like, the owner of the bar came out and was super apologetic and this and that and the other. But I, I just tried to make it a teachable moment of your that bouncer should have noticed that I wasn't slurring my words, that I was not acting inebriated, that my physicality does not define, like, me or my where yeah absolutely absolutely yeah it's just been so good and you just have such great insights on all of this stuff and I know that everyone's going to take so much away so I just want to I'm going to link like your Instagram and things like that in the the description so people can come find out like what you're doing with your fitness journey currently and just chat with you and if they have questions they can they can seek you out but I want oh yeah like whatever you, whatever last tidbits or last words you want to leave um, all our people with before we go. Hmm. Well, first I want to shout out just in case she listens to this because I'm sending it to her um, is my physical therapist, Katie, who I've had, her name is also Katie. It's a great name. Uh, she has seen me through and through um, and I am very stubborn and can be hard to deal with. Um, shout out to her just in case you listen to this and my last piece of advice. Hmm. Ooh, got to really pack the heat. Pack. Yeah, I started out, I started out with all this heat. Now I got to repack it all into is don't be afraid of who you are because for a long time I was super intimidated by being my authentic self. Because it meant truly addressing what was going on with my body. Physically, emotionally, all that jazz. It is okay to be 110% your authentic self. Because, and I'm going to use my famous mantra. Katie has heard this 100 times. We all have baggage. Whether it be a Louis Vuitton clutch, a Louis Vuitton wallet, or a Louis Vuitton luggage set. We've all got it. So just carry it loud and proud is my best piece of advice. Ugh, 
incredible. Couldn't have ended it any better. So good. Well, thank you so much for being here, Taylor. I just, I mean, obviously, you know, I adore you. So I'm just so glad you got to share this and I know everyone's going to love it. Uh, Well, thank you for having me. And I really do hope that you guys listening do reach out to me, um, whether it's to tell me that I was totally terrible and need to learn how to talk to people or to ask questions and have those uncomfortable conversations because I am super involved with tons of organizations. So I'd love to, to chat with you guys and see what you think. Yeah. She's super approachable and cool. And she's, you know, again, willing to hold this space and be there with you and all that. So definitely do so. All right, Taylor. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Mind and Body Strong podcast. You are what makes this movement and message possible. If you loved this episode, share it with a friend, a coworker, a family member, or take a screenshot and share it on your favorite social media platform and tag Mind and Body Strong. To learn more about coaching and courses to help you take your journey to the next level, visit mindandbodystrong.com.